Hi, everyone. If you're interested in a career in automation and manufacturing, you've never heard of it before, this is a great opportunity to hear more about this industry. So please stay tuned. Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after high school. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. This is Kiki today. Kemi is under the weather. Um, hoping she feels a lot better, but we're trying something new. I'm going to record by myself today, but I'm joined by a really awesome guest. Um, his name is Jay Call. And so we're going to talk a little bit or a lot of it about the field of manufacturing. Um, I found Jake on in, on LinkedIn a couple weeks ago, and he was super happy to record with us. He's called the Manufacturing Millennial. I'm going to read his bio, and then we're going to jump in and hear more from Jake. So with over a decade of experience working with manufacturers, system integrators, and distributors in the manufacturing and automation industry, he understands the importance of advocating smart automation, robotics, and skilled traits. But more importantly, he recognizes the need and demand for companies and organizations to begin attracting and mentoring the future skilled workforce of upcoming generations. With Jake's personal brand, The Manufacturing Millennial, he has created an audience of 70,000 plus followers with over 80 million views on social media. But Jake's advocacy doesn't stop online. He has given dozens of high energy keynote presentations discussing the future of our manufacturing industry and how it needs to change through technology, culture, and workforce. So I'm welcoming Jake Call to our podcast. Thank you for being here with us today or with me today. Yeah, absolutely, Kiki. It's great to, uh, it's great to be here. Thank you. It's awesome. So our listeners, you've heard a couple of skill trades. I think more ones probably that are more common, like we've done welding, we've done culinary, um, we've done automotive. This is something a little bit different. I was just scrolling on LinkedIn, like I mentioned, and saw Jake's posts. <laughs> and I thought I was like, this is really, really cool. Because I'm not quite familiar with manufacturing. I'm not sure how many of our listeners are either. Um, but can you give us like a little bit of your, of like what you what you did? I, I know, and we'll, we'll talk about it later, you, you've kind of pivoted to more keynote speaking now and presentations. But what your career in automation and manufacturing, like what that all entailed. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for, um, thanks for having me on. I'm super excited to, you know, share a little bit about manufacturing and, and my passion for it. Um, I started off, I guess I was introduced to the manufacturing industry when I was in high school. Uh, my summer job, I was sweeping the, the shop floors of a manufacturer, cleaning the, the mills and, and the machinery that made, made parts and components. Um, it did that when I was in high school. It was a great experience to understand what manufacturing is, how things are built, how things are made. And I was working for a company that made a lot of robotic and automation equipment. So it's the equipment that automates the processes to make it, um, you know, safer and faster and more productive for companies. So I did that in high school. I went to college. I got an engineering degree. And shortly after graduating college, I went to go work for a company where we sold a lot of automation components. Um, and, and that kind of really moved me into the world of manufacturing, seeing how all the different, um, you know, parks and products and things that we use every single day are made. And, and you know, for your audience who might not be completely familiar with the manufacturing industry, um, you know, let's kind of step in and just, you know, talk about manufacturing in general. So manufacturing in the U.S. is a... 
massive industry. In fact, it's one of the, the largest industries when you look at the total economic impact that it creates. So we're about a, a $2.5 trillion industry in, in US manufacturing, $2.5 trillion, which represents about 11% of um, the total GDP across uh, America. And, and when you look at that and you look at, hey, 30 five-ish of the states in the U.S., their largest industry is manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And in total, it represents about almost 13 million people in the United States work in manufacturing. And, and so it's, it's a massive industry. And I think the one thing that when we think of manufacturing from, from a general audience or for people who are not part of the industry, you think of it as this dark, dirty, dangerous industry of maybe where your grandparents used to work within a factory and mm -hmm. all those jobs left the U.S. years ago. And, mm -hmm. and you know, they, hey, America's not making parts anymore. Um, and that's not really the truth. When you look at it, the U.S. industry going from uh, 2010 to where we are today has seen almost a 12% a increase in, in total employment and a, a growth in, in, in industry size. And while a lot of components and parts are made overseas, what I like to call the, the high-tech manufacturing, the, the manufacturing that encompasses needing intelligent systems and skilled workforce behind it is still made in the US. And and when you look at the impact that manufacturing has, I love to, to share the statistic where every dollar spent in manufacturing here in the United States creates another almost $3 of industry added to other industry segments, whether that be warehouse or retail or general commerce or stores, manufacturing is kind of this um, snowball effect that helps grow all these other mm -hmm. industries. Um, and, and so that's kind of a summary of, of manufacturing as a whole. And the big thing that I like to go out there and do, and where I, my background's been in manufacturing for, for 17 of my 33 years of existence, so I, I've been mm -hmm. in manufacturing a long time, um, I, I've learned the importance of advocacy towards our industry, where there's a lot of myths mm -hmm. around what manufacturing is and the perception of it. Um, and, and there's a lot of things that aren't necessarily true. So I guess, you know, we could almost go into this Mythbusters format of, of mm -hmm. busting, you know, what manufacturing <laughs> is and what it isn't. And well, the one thing that, you know, Kiki, I always like to share about our industry is manufacturing is for everyone at, at any skill level or any degree of education, rather it's just having a GED and starting mm -hmm. to go work for a manufacturing company and growing up and, and being a part of a program with you know good work ethic drives you to have growth in the company and growth within promotions to going out there and getting a skilled trades degree. And mm -hmm. you're not even, don't even, you don't even need to go get a four-year degree to be successful. I think that's one of the biggest things that, you know, if it's general society or if it was our guidance counselors in college yeah, you know, or excuse me, in high school that told us that said, oh, hey, you need to go get a four-year degree to be successful. That's not mm -hmm. true. Right. <laughs> you know, you, when you look at the numbers, less than a quarter of the people that graduate with, from a university from a four-year degree actually use their degree. Less than 25% yeah. <laughs> of it. And when you look at the numbers, right, the average, the average student who is graduating from an in-state in 
public school school graduate between thirty three to thirty five thousand dollars of student debt. If you're going to a public school outside your state, you're graduating somewhere between forty two to forty five thousand dollars of student debt. If you're graduating from a private school, you're graduating almost sixty thousand dollars of student debt. And it's just one of those things. It's why are why are we forcing young kids Mm -hmm. to go to a a school that they're not even potentially going to be using the degree that they need to graduate. And I, I think it's one of those things. So I'm not here saying don't go to a four-year university. I went to a four-year university, but mm-hmm. go to school with a plan or degree that you're going to use afterwards. Otherwise, I say, hey, maybe an associate's degree is a much better fit for you. And I think a lot of companies, especially in manufacturing, are realizing that now where mm-hmm. You don't need a four-year degree to to be successful in the industry. That's that's such a a myth that we saw from like the 1990s to you know 2010s, mm-hmm. where hey, you need a four-year degree to be looked at. Where here in manufacturing right now, we have like 700,000 open jobs in the United States right now in manufacturing. So wow. I can tell you right now, talking to manufacturers on a weekly basis, you don't need a four-year degree. Mm-hmm. To be accepted, you know, you know, you need a better you, the, the qualities that we look for are not necessarily a four year degree education. It's do you show up to work on time? Do you have a good work work ethic? Are you willing to learn something new beyond what your typical job is? You know, and it's one of those things. It's 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 kind of where we're seeing a, a transition in time now, where a degree isn't what's going to make you successful. It's your own personal character and contribution and your own ambition that's going to help you grow. And while other industries, like let's say finance, for example, you might need a degree. Manufacturing is one of those things that that you don't need it in. And when you look at manufacturing as a whole, like I just, I was driving out today. And there's manufacturers here in Michigan that are hiring between $21 to $25 an hour for a standard mm-hmm. shift and now granted if you're in California that might be different than if you're living mm-hmm. in you know South Carolina versus Missouri versus here in Michigan but right. manufacturing still as as a general whole um, is still one of the best paying industries that are out there and I, I think mm-hmm. one of, a lot of times that people said they didn't want to go to manufacturing is because it was this dark dirty dangerous industry but what I view manufacturing now and what I see and now for is we're adopting robotics. We're adopting vision. We're adopting AI that's making our industry smarter. Mm-hmm. And it's not here to take jobs. I think that's the other thing too is, oh my gosh, robots are taking jobs. And right. <laughs> and, and I, I, I go out there and say, show me one example in the past 20 years where that has been the case. Mm-hmm. Because right now, so many manufacturers felt coming out of the pandemic how important that labor force was it's it's critical so now what we're seeing is we're seeing automation being a means of making work easier for the individual to make the tasks that they do safer more enjoyable mm-hmm. less physically intensive and i think that's what we're seeing now in manufacturing where automation is is a tool it's not the the end all be all when it comes mm-hmm. to jobs Right, um, and, and that's what I go out there and I do. So you know, I, I went out there, I did manufacturing, and coming out of the pandemic, um, I started creating a lot of content on LinkedIn. So I, I've become kind of a content creator, thought leader, influencer. There's a bunch of words sure. out there. Uh, <laughs> but starting in 2020, I, I said I'm really going to advocate manufacturing to what I'm passionate about um, to to get attracted to a younger workforce. So while I go out there and I advocate technology to make companies more productive and competitive in a global economy. What I also care about is 
how do we make manufacturing more attractive to younger generations, millennials mm -hmm. and Gen Z specifically, those generations? Mm -hmm. And then how do we make it so this industry as a whole is a lot more welcoming to everyone? And, yeah. and then when the fact of the numbers is, when you look at the numbers, somewhere between 75 to 80% of the people working in manufacturing right now is a white male dominated industry. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's the facts that's out there. And, mm -hmm. and we all recognize it. And I think what we're all seeing, we're seeing a massive change. When you look at the past five years, we've seen an 8% growth of women entering our industry. And, but, but one of the things that I think a lot of manufacturers are realizing now is saying, if we want to solve the labor shortage, we want to make our industry more acceptive. We need to change the way we work. So more people want to be a part of what we do. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think one of the means for that, of making that successful is technology. When you look at millennials and Gen Z's being digital natives, we all grew up with technology in our hands, cell phones, iPads, tablets, the way we communicate, the way we learn, the way we entertain. Um, it's through digital technology. And, and I think the one thing that manufacturers need to do to be relatable to a younger generation is adopting technology so younger generations feel comfortable working mm -hmm. for a manufacturer because mm -hmm. right if you're going to work for a manufacturer who hasn't adopted new technology the past 40 years you are working for where your grandparents used to work that's the fact yeah definitely and, 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 right you or, or younger kids will say i don't want to work there it's dark as yeah. dirt you know there's a <laughs> fluorescent light that's flickering in the background that's what you know we think of manufacturing but i think manufacturing has really changed in a lot of ways and there's a lot of companies doing a really good job like people think of tesla and and you look at tesla doing a lot of cool technology and you see videos inside right. their factories and it's white floors and it's white walls and it's clean and there's a lot of robots and automation that's what i would say new manufacturing is and i think that's what we're seeing as a lot of manufacturing here in america is becoming that way and when you think of, you know, hey, robots are are taking over. Well, listen, people need to program those robots. People need to be technicians for right, them. yeah. People need to be able to do maintenance. And mm -hmm. and here's the thing, if you're graduating, you know, if if you're in your young 20s right now and you don't know what to necessarily be doing with your life, go look at what your local community college offers in terms of programs. There might be a mechatronics program there that mm -hmm. is an extremely low cost you know, course that you can take and you can learn how to program and, and do maintenance on a PLC or on a, a, a manual mill or, or lathe or machine or learn some basic robot programming courses. And you all of a sudden are creating a, a skill set that is the future of the industry, not mm -hmm. the past of what the industry is. It's you're going to be in high demand because that's what the future is going to be going. Robots aren't going to be leaving manufacturing. Robots are coming more and more to manufacturing. In fact, when we saw compared to 2020 to uh, the end of 2022, so in that two, three year span, we saw a 33% increase in robot orders here in the United States. So it's, it's a growing industry. And in order for those robots to be integ integrated, we need skilled workers to do that. And I think that's right. just the one thing that I push out there is you can go into skilled trades and be, get a mechatronics degree, which is a two-year mm -hmm. associate's degree or classes that you can take during the day or at nighttime. So you can still do whatever job you're doing now and then take night courses. Right. Or even a lot of times, you know, Kiki, you can learn this stuff online. It's amazing what you can learn on YouTube these days. <laughs> no, absolutely, that's absolutely true. For free. Yeah. And it's what free. 
you can learn how to code for free online. Yeah, absolutely. Now you're hitting the nail on the head. So I work at a community college as an academic advisor. Kemi works at a four year, but I definitely have been humble working at a community college because everything you're saying, Kemi and I went to a private university yeah. and I, that, that's our whole purpose of why we have the podcast is to, is to talk about like cost effective, just affordable options for college. Cause we both, neither one of us really use our bachelor's degrees in the way that we probably wanted to. Um, I'm not even sure that I have an, I had an intention when I went to college, what I was going to do with my degree. But um, yeah, I mean, I see these like welding students and you mentioned like mechatronics, my, my college offers that as well. And like computer integrated machining. I don't know. There's so many out there that things I never knew about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like, a lot of the students that come to community college, you're probably going for free anyway because you get some kind of state grant, you get yep. Pell Grant money, so you're not really paying for it. Um, so that's amazing. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Like that's the whole purpose of our of this of this project is to let people know like you can go to college and you, you don't have to go to a four year school. You get paid. You get paid. Yeah, right. Like like I know welders making more money than engineers. Yeah, I'm sure. No, I'm <laughs> you sure. Know, it's it's yeah. one of those things. It's it's, you know, I know welders out there making $35, $40 an hour. Yeah. And it's, 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 wild. it's, it's one of those things that's so, so let, let's, let's do two scenarios, right? You know, mm -hmm. you're graduating from high school, you graduate high school and you're 18 years old. You're going to go to, you know, track one is you're going to go to a university. You're not going to graduate in five uh, in four years, more mm -hmm. than likely you're going to graduate in five and a half because that's like the national yeah. average right now for a four year degree. You're spending $25,000, $30,000 a year to go to a public four-year university, you know, and granted, you can get cheaper if you live at home or, you know, there's scholarship, there's, there's options. But let's yeah. just say, hypothetically, here's track one, here's track two, you go and you, you work for a community college, you go get an, uh, an apprentice degree and, and, and a trade where you go through this program, you're done by 20 years old, and you mm -hmm. go in there at an entry level and you're making 22 bucks an hour. 23 bucks an hour, you know, going out there and then you get year after year and five years later, you're making 35 bucks an hour. Well, here's right. the thing. You didn't graduate with debt. The yes. other person's going to graduate with, with a bunch of debt and more than likely, depending on, unless they went to school for an engineering degree or a STEM degree um, mm -hmm. or med and granted, yeah, those, those are industry segments where yes, over time you'll make more money as an engineer or a nurse or a pediatrician or someone in a STEM career than you will. Right. But let's face it, not everyone here and there's nothing wrong with it is going to be an engineer or going mm -hmm. to be a nurse or become a doctor. That's fine. <laughs> like that's the other thing as well. Like I hate this thing where like, where I love social media, I hate social media at the same time because people are like, you have to, in order for you to be successful, you need to be a TikTok influencer, an Instagram model, <laughs> or a doctor or or someone like that. It's like, right. no, that's not true. That's the that, that's the lie that our culture is trying to create and have you buy into, where you mm -hmm. need all these materialistic things in order to be happy and successful. Hate to break it to you, that's not the norm. And and like social media tries to make that the norm that's not the norm right and, and and i think what we need to recognize now is listen going to a, a, an associate's degree getting a degree in welding or mm -hmm. you know you use welding for example or mechatronics or robot programming and making seventy five thousand dollars a year is not a bad job 
like, at all. I would love that for myself. So <laughs> you know, and it's it's one of those things. It's like we're out there. Oh my gosh! Unless I'm making two hundred thousand dollars a year, I'm not successful. That's a right. bunch of lies. Yeah, you know, it's it like is. what the average the average person right now in the U.S. is making somewhere between thirty three to thirty six thousand dollars. That's the general take home. It's mm-hmm. like. Don't don't go out there. And then I think that's one of those things is we need to change and, and why I'm so passionate about changing manufacturing because I think manufacturing has such a phenomenal opportunity for young people and people who want to do a career change, right? Mm-hmm. You went out there mm-hmm. and you went to school and you're 33, you're 30 years old and you're like, this isn't working for me. Well, maybe going into the manufacturing industry is not a second chance for you to do a lot of that. Right. Um, and speaking of second chances, like the one thing I love about manufacturing is it's a great second chance industry for a lot of people who, who you know, might have not had the smartest decisions when they were in high school and they might have spent a couple years away or something like that. I think the manufacturing industry is a very welcoming industry for a lot of people for second chance opportunities. Um, and, and I personally know several people who, who can vouch for that success. You know, there's one guy I know, Andrew Crow. He's from St. Louis. He had three felonies in his name by the age of 20. And he went to go work and learn how to program a CNC machine. And now he's successful going around tour doing all this stuff. It fit wow. three felonies. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those yeah. things where, um, and, and he, has, he, has, he has a full-time grill. You know, okay. <laughs> you can't remove it. He's, he's, an awesome, he's an awesome dude who just, he's from the inner city, the east side of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And and you know his life changed because of manufacturing, and he'll vouch for that. Um, right. And I think that's why that this manufacturing just creates such an opportunity as as an industry for people to grow and have a professional career, and um, that a lot of places don't offer. And and I right. know people who never went to college for either a four year or two year who started out working as a machine operator who then to go work for a line manager to then work in maintenance as a maintenance mm-hmm. assistant to maintenance to an operation to a plant manager to an executive at a v at a vp role director role or c-level role never went to college wow. and, and like you know so here i have a person who probably made you know back when there he's making six bucks an hour now mm-hmm. he's making one hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year Right. No degree. And it's right. like, it's one of those things is, hey, is that going to be every circumstance? No. But I think what's there is it shows that the opportunity exists in our industry to be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. No, Jake, you're, I mean, you're selling this. I'm sure a lot of people listening are just thinking like, yeah, especially students, maybe like you said, eight, 17, 18, 19, 20, or even, even 30s that are not quite sure what they want to do with their career and you're mentioning like second chances or just this is a great industry to introduce yourself to um i'm i'm really impressed by just the the background because i didn't really know much like i didn't i've never put the pieces together can you so you've mentioned a few degrees that someone could get to enter into the field so you mentioned like robotics mechatronics engineering like what are what are some other degrees that can help yeah, a student I mean, enter in your your trade skills are are phenomenal right. ones so going out mm-hmm. there and becoming an electrician going in welding hvac becoming a machinist a cnc machinist a robotic programmer a, a plc technician 
You know, those are all ones that are successful for manufacturing, but I think just general skilled trades in general, like, hey, if you don't want to go into manufacturing, but construction might be an opportunity, going out there and getting your a degree in masonry or carpentry or plumbing or, you know, all that stuff too. It's, it's, there's so many opportunities for you to grow and be successful in that is a stable career. Cause I, I guarantee you a plumber is always going to be needed. We will yes. never automate yeah. plumbing. We will never automate building full entire houses. Yeah, you're seeing 3D right. printers out there that are making houses. It's cool, but it's never going to happen at the scale, at least right. in our lifetime or my daughter's lifetime for that matter. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think it's one of those things that it's it's a it's a good thing. And the other thing is, yeah, we have younger generations, but parents, like, and I'm speaking to the parents now who have young kids, Mm -hmm. Your kid going, not going to college does not mean they're going to be successful. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's one of those things is that sometimes the biggest deterrent from young kids going into manufacturing is not the kids. It's the parents because the parents sure. think, oh, my kid needs to do this. You know what? Your kid can do manufacturing, can do skilled trades, and they're going to be happy. And they're going to yeah. probably make more money than you are, you know, in a right. lot of oh, cases. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, growing up. Absolutely. And I think about that, too. I talk to my coworkers a lot, like the students that we advise. I'm like, they're going to go out like they, they're making the right decisions. Not that we didn't. We just like you said, I mean, even 10 years ago, my mom was like, you should go be a lawyer. And I was like, OK, I actually changed my major. I wanted to be a physical therapist and that didn't work out. And so I was like, OK, I'll go do do a law degree. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, it really is. And it's not like parents want the best for their children, of course, but it's just like. They don't know. It's just yeah. if they don't know what's out there and all we know, like you mentioned, especially 10, 15 years ago, is like, go be a, a doctor, go into the STEM field, go be a lawyer. That's all you know. Then, of course, you're going to, you know, or business or finance, you're going to, you know, push your, your kid in that direction. Yeah. But um, there's so much out there. And I always, I always think of this story of a student that I met um, at a luncheon like several years ago. And so she like came to the college on a tour with her son and she, he was interested in like the non-destructive examination technology program. Yeah. And she ended up going to school with him, like did the same exact degree with him. They graduated together. I, I haven't heard from them because this was like right before the pandemic started, but that was a field I had never heard of before. And they, we got to go on a tour of the labs too, but the instructors were like, yeah, this is a field where people are retiring. We need people coming behind them. We need younger people coming behind them. And they're like, they're making like $90,000 starting. Yeah. I was like, I've never heard that before. I've never heard that salary. I've never seen that salary in my life. So, I mean, it, it really is amazing what all is really out there because yeah, this type of stuff is not going anywhere. Skill trade, like you said, is not going anywhere. Um, I even saw a post the other day, like you, you, you making this point. I saw a post that like AI can never take over, or robots can take over because you have to find a client that knows what they actually want, yeah. and that's you know. So it's it's amazing um, the degrees that you can get at a community college or a four year. It's just I think you're making the point. You have to just know what your career goals are, what your academic goals are. So. That, that's and what we're trying to tell people all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think it's one of those things is. Um, you could be successful with, mm -hmm. with whatever degree or, or not even going to get a degree in a two year. Like the biggest thing that I would say to success is willing to continuously learn. Like, I think mm -hmm. that's the biggest yeah. failure that we have is we get focused on, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And they never want to go beyond on their own, on their own time and mm -hmm. learn a new skill set. Yeah. And, and I think, I think that's the thing that 
leveraged use technology to create more learning opportunities for yourself mm-hmm. and, and to connect with more professionals. Like for me, I always tell people when I, when I go and speak in front of classes is when you graduate either from a college or a university or a two-year or apprentice degree, go online and create a professional profile on LinkedIn. Connect mm-hmm. with all the people that you know on a professional level and just start engaging with, hey, do you have this job or aspiration? Well, go find the people right now in the industry that have that job that you're looking for and connect right. with them and then find out what they need to do to get there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's just a, a, a phenomenal, I, I guess, that's the model that I've lived by and I've been right. super successful because of it. And mm-hmm. hey, I get, I get told no more than I get told yes. No but, you know, the more you get told no, honestly, the less no hurts a little bit. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you just push it aside and you keep looking for those yeses. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that's a, I think that's, that's a, a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Can you connect, like, going off of that, so if there's a student that's listening or a parent that's listening and they're really interested in this, in manufacturing and automation, what are some recommendations that you have for, like, how they can, like, learn more or internships, things like that, just getting their feet wet in the industry. Yeah. So let's say you're in middle school or high school, right? And Mm -hmm. parents will listen to this. Um, There's a lot of programs out there called like Science Olympiad or First Robotics or First Lego League or the Tech Challenge or VEX. Those are all phenomenal programs that are out there to introduce your kid to science, technology, robotics, and automation. They're free programs to join at your schools, at a lot of places. And if your school doesn't have it, more than likely, there's another local school district nearby that might have it that you could probably join and be a part of. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal resources before you even go, when you're still in high school. The next place I would do is is talk to your local community colleges. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that is one of the most underused resources that are out there I agree. Is, yeah. is your community college because it's a different type of program than a, than your private or public four year university degree. Mm-hmm. There's a different resources available by the states. There's different resources and grants available by individual companies that invest inside of it, and you're going to get a lot more attention than you are than a going to a four year degree that has thirty five thousand or forty thousand people applying to it every year you're going to have a lot more success that way. Mm-hmm. And so once again, is am I saying don't go to a, 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 a university? No. If you if you're if, if you're going to if you know the degree that you want to go for, go for it. But if you're just mm-hmm. going there because you want to figure out what you want to do after you've been there for 2 years, you're wasting your time, you're wasting money. Yes. Um gosh, go out there and find something that's going to help propel you forward a lot more. Um and that's I guess that would that would be my that would be my mm-hmm. thought process is is is, is that way because a lot of times you know the internships and co-ops a lot of those can be set up through the local community colleges as a resource. Right. Yeah, and I re- I will reiterate that too. I work at well, I said I'm in North Carolina. You're in Michigan. I'm not sure. Uh, I feel like a lot of states have like an early college or middle college or dual enrollment programs. Yeah, I see a lot of students schools, all that, that. Yeah. Exactly. I see a lot of students that are in high school who are able to earn college credits um, as high school students, but a lot of our trade programs allow them to take some of those classes while they're still in high school. Yeah. And so it just, it's just a good way to get your feet wet. And I see when I'm looking at like helping students look at programs, I see most of the skilled trades are the ones that have like apprenticeship programs. And I'm like, that's, that that's the best way. Cause it's free. You don't have to pay. 
A lot of times you get paid. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm like, how, how can you beat that? And if you don't like it, you know, you don't like it. You, you've at least tried it. And you, you can say that that's not the field for you. And you have all those other options out yeah. there. For sure. Um, that's amazing, too. Can you, so you talked a little bit about like people that maybe want to pivot or change careers. Can you talk a little bit more about that? So like if someone, I'm just throwing something out there. If someone's like been in the finance field for a long time and they're looking to pivot into this yeah. field now, like what? What yeah. can they do with their skill set, do you think? I think it's one of those things where going back to, and, and I know I, I'm probably, um, you know, being the bush a little hard with this one, but like community colleges offer night classes at a lot of locations. Mm-hmm. And like you could have your career and be learning for your next future career while you attend it. Yeah. Is it extra hours? Yeah. If you're a, if you're a single mom, that's tough. I, I 100% acknowledge that. I, I, I come from a divorced family. That's why I understand that, you know, um, but at the same time, the investment there is, is a lot of cases, a lot of times online learning courses, you know, the, the, if, if there's one thing the pandemic did that helped us push forward is the ability to learn digitally and online. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's one of those things it's, it's a great opportunity for people if, if they're in a current industry or profession that they don't see as a growth, um, manufacturing and, and those skills are one of those things. I, the local community college here in Grand Rapids, where I'm located from, they say over, um, 60% of the people there are in their mid thirties, actually. Wow. Going in for a second career change. It's not kids right out of high school. It's a lot of mid-career people saying, you know what? What I was doing wasn't working for me. And then they go and they take this instead because they say, you know what? I'm I'm in demand right away (laughs) for for a job. Um, You know, so that's that's what I would say. Very cool. That's that's perfect. I mean, cheap and expensive. I'll say that expensive night classes. It's worth it's worth the effort. My second to last question, I'll have one more after this, but yeah. how do you see the field like changing, like with millennials coming into it with just our different skill set? You mentioned like we're just very technology, technologically yeah. savvy. Like how do you see the, the field changing? Yeah, I mean, what we're seeing in manufacturing is just the, digi- the, the digitization of processes. So we're, we're bringing more data into our manufacturing. We're, we're not just making machines, but we're making machines smarter. And that's a result of, of technology. And so, um, you know, if you're, I guess if you're here, I'm not going to go into it because it's a topic, but just, you know, go online and, and or YouTube and just search industry 4.0, which is the fourth industrial revolution. And you'll learn about how technology is, is changing manufacturing. Very cool. So I'm taking, I'm taking notes because I'm going to add these to the show notes too and look at it for myself. I'm, I'm really intrigued by this. And just my last question too, like, yeah. do you have any, you, you already mentioned a lot of advice for it, but just any advice for someone um, totally undecided on their career right now or totally undecided on a major, just like advice for them or just any parting words that you have uh, as we wrap up the episode? Um, oh man. Uh, I'm sure friend, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> here's one thing. Friends and family are more are the most valuable resources you can have in life beyond money. Like, and, and, and that's the one thing, like I, I talk about careers and professions all the time, but I think the one thing that we forget is what putting, putting yourself in a room of good people is the most success you can give your, the most success you can give yourself. If you're in, if your friends are people who are saying 
don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, you're not going to do it. <laughs> Put yourself in a room of people that, <laughs> that are going to raise you up, right. not lower mm -hmm. you. And like, sure. I, I think it's one of those things is success breeds success. Mm -hmm. Failure creates failure in a lot of cases. So you want advice? Surround yourself with people who are successful. Mm -hmm. And put yourself in, and <laughs> put yourself in a room that way. And like, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to necessarily go around there and say, "Hey, reevaluate your entire life and your friendship." <laughs> Listen, if your friends are people who are not trying to improve their lives and goals, how are you going to improve yours? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, so it looks I mean, at that phenomenal. way. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, the other successes. Um, you know, and this just goes back to 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 share my experience of what I would say is I'm 33 years old, but I feel like I'm very successful in life right now. Manage your finances well. Mm. Don't go out there and buy crap that you don't need. <laughs> go out there and and invest in the knowledge that's going to propel you forward. Um, so like I know that it's necessary going to the trades or the industry, but like you want success, that's what creates success. Right. Um, that's just know, life advice. So yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> it's it's and it's it's I, it's unfortunate that I have to say that because I feel like we're not taught that in school. Mm -hmm. like, we're not. You know, Absolutely. it's it's like you want to talk about how the school systems have failed us as a generation. They they focus so much on preparing us for a four year degree. They don't teach us how to file taxes. Right. <laughs> right. You know, so yeah, they don't, or budget, know, or a lot yeah, of yeah, or like mm -hmm. understanding, like, hey, when you take out a credit card, you're paying the minimum on a credit card twenty three to twenty seven percent, right? Interest kills yeah. you. Yeah, that's like, you know, you can you can be successful all you want, you can have a great paying job, but listen, if you're in debt up to your eyeballs with a credit card, you're never going to get out of it. Mm -hmm. So you need a lot of times focus on your own personal finances and growth. Before you would be, because because what I would say, a successful career is a tool to a successful life. And sure. until you have the keys of your successful life ready to go, you're uh, m making more money. A lot of times, just gives you more debt. That's why when you look mm -hmm. at the numbers out there, the people who win the lottery, ninety eight percent of them are are, you know, creating filing for bankruptcy five years after that because they never had the fundamentals of what money can do. Right. Right, you know, so so I guess there's there's my career advice. Sorry to throw in a probably a <laughs> no, that's geeky, but like that's just something that I learned yeah. that way. You know, yeah, it's, it's that's that's what it is, and and I, I graduated. I had a lot of debt. You know, yeah, I had yeah. sixty thousand dollars in debt when I graduated between yeah. car and stuff and school. Mm -hmm. Um, I I get it. <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know, right, and and hey, I I I ate at home and mac and cheese and hot dogs for yeah quite a few <laughs> years to get out of it, but that's just the, that's just the hey, that's the circumstances that you got to do exactly. But I think that's that's great advice. Like it is, you know, th that's just life advice, life skills. Because especially, you know, you've spoken, you've talked about how much money you can make in these industries, and I feel like if you're 21, 22 coming out of, you know, coming out with your associate's degree, possibly making $80,000, you've never seen that much money before. You know, it's easy to, to go blow it on things that you don't need. Um, and I've been there, done that with a little bit of money. I've been there, done that, definitely living above my means. So I'm 32, I'm right behind you. So I understand, I'm learning these things right now that, you know, these are life skills that I have to, 
develop right now. So I think that's perfect. Um, I want to ask one more question too. This is more yeah. like a fun question. So you now do more of like motivational speaking or like helping advocating for this field. Like what's like your favorite story from people that you've engaged with, like just hearing or just like yeah. experience. I think, I think the funnest thing is, so I do a lot of content. Like I, I have 70,000 followers on social media. I have millions of views every single week on content. I think like my most exciting thing is like, I'm chilling at a random airport and like a person yeah. walks up to me and says, Oh, Jake, I love your videos. I love your content. Oh, wow. You inspired so me to, to do this with my career. Like, wow. and that, I think the biggest thing for me, it's what makes it so cool is the impact that you can create and help other people to move them forward that you've never even personally met. Like right. that, that for me is when I hear people share their stories of, Hey, I told my kid to go and he's doing a, he's doing this degree instead of this. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's, that's probably one of my highlights is, is to see that, Hey, I'm helping people right. create better lives and opportunity for them. Yeah. I love that. I think that's perfect. And such a great way to, to wrap it up. Thank you so much for being here, Jake. We really uh, appreciate thank, it. Thank you so much um, for having me on Kiki. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Do you mind just shouting out your social media handles or any channels that you want to yeah. share? Yeah. So if you go on YouTube or Google, just search the manufacturing millennial. Um, I'm on, I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Uh, LinkedIn is my primary uh, platform that I'm on because that's the, the, what I call the platform of career success. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, I would say, you know, hop on LinkedIn, create yourself a, a professional career profile and start following me there. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again, Jake. We really appreciate it. I wish Kemi was here to talk to you. Um, but maybe we'll do a part two. Maybe well, there we go. we'll come back. Perfect. We'll come back yeah. and we'll, 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 we'll hear, uh, stories in a year from now or something. Yeah, exactly. So this was perfect. Um, thank you so much everyone for joining in and listening. I know you gained a lot from this episode. So hopefully you learned a lot. You gained a lot. Share it with your friends, whoever you want to hear this, share it with them, please. Um, you know where to find us, the Yasin podcast. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We'd love for you to follow us on those channels if you are not already. We also just launched some merch two weeks ago for the class of 2023. So if you know anyone that's graduating or if you're yourself or a graduate, you want to share, show your pride, definitely check out our Shopify store it is in the show notes as with every, as with everything that we do. But thank you so much for being here with us today and we'll see you next time. Thank you everyone for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. Please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website. Take a look at the show notes below. And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Also show us some love and please leave a five-star review. Catch you next time. See ya.